We're starting a brand new series called Re-Up. Everybody say Re-Up. Typically where we know this uh, phrase from has to do with the armed forces. It's been funny to me every service when uh, before service, I always come out about 15, 20 20 minutes early and wander around and just talk to people. And every service I've had somebody say, uh, this whole re-up thing, I remember when I was in the Army, the Navy, whatever they were in, and they came to me about re-up, and I said, no way, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and others like, you know, hey, I ended up being a career, you know, serviceman. Uh, this whole idea originally has the idea, the idea of that you're enlisted, and the opportunity comes, the time comes, and you re-enlist. Uh, it's to sign up again. It's a fresh commitment. And so for us as Christians, as followers of, of Jesus, as believers, part of what I want to do in this series is, y'all with me this morning? Yes. Is to call you to re-up, to re-up in your commitment with God. He said, well, I love God. I'm good and all that. But you know what? I think there comes a time where you just, you just square up and say, you know what? Fresh start. Here I go. I've been doing these things, but I'm going to do these things in a fresh way. Sign me up again, Jesus you know, kind of thing. And I, I believe that God appreciates that. And I know it's good for you. I know it's good for me that every so often just say, God, hey, brand new, here I go. You, you count on me. I'm going to follow you. And I'm counting on your faithfulness in my life. Amen. And, and this is all part of too, as each of us do this, this is part of moving from where we are to where God wants us to be. Let me take you back to that, where you are. God loves you where you are. Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad you don't have to do something else before God loves you? God loves you right where you are. He accepts you right where you are. As I've told you, he may not approve of everything right where you are, but he loves you and accepts you right where you are. And what he's wanting to do for all of us, the preacher included, he's wanting to move us from where we are to where he wants us to be. That's growth. That's progress. That's spiritual progress that, that is so vital. And I believe that spiritual precedes every other progress. And so everything else is going to be, um, you know, impact as a, as a result of that. So I'm ready to re-up. How about you? Now, I want us to look at another aspect of, of re-up. And uh, let's kind of look at this, uh, look at it this way, kind of another view. How many of you know that life has gravity to it? It has weight. There's kind of a downward pull. Even at times feels like a downward push of things. So let me try to illustrate. Um, we just got back um, from vacation and um, Alicia loves to drive and I hate to drive. And so the rule is wh- whoever drives gets control of the radio. You know, so I might can rest, but it's going to be loud. Okay. And so coming back from Tennessee, she goes, I'll drive. And every time we stopped or whatever, you good. I'm glad to drive. She goes, no, I've got it now. Yeah, I'm invested now, you know? And so, you know, you get to that place in vacation where you're just starting to relax, you know, and then it's time to come home, you know? And so we're on our way home. And then, uh, I start getting a couple emails and schedule reminders and things like that. And so let me go back to this. I mean, even vacation is not real life. Okay. You can't eat that way all the time and you don't get to go do fun stuff every day and, you know, wear goofy clothes and stuff. You know, you, you got to come back to the real world. And as it can, as you come back into that, you start to feel the weight of it all, you know, the weight of life, the gravity of that. And so that tends to, you know, the gravity, the weight, the downward pull of life. Plus, and this is what I want you to zero in on too. Plus, there's kind of this unspoken, unwritten, unseen alliance, if you will, 
between the enemy of your soul and the world around you. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe there's this alliance between the enemy of your soul and many things of the world around you that they unwittingly are are part of designed to do what? Hinder your faith, pull you down. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? Pull you down, get you down. How many of y'all, any of you have been down since uh, Valentine's Day? (laughs) Any of you been down since uh, Thursday, you know? Okay, designed to get you down, but follow this. Whatever it takes to get you down, you know, to bring you down, to trip you, to knock you down, ultimately to do this, not just to get you down, but to keep you down. And the purpose of that is to get you out of the game, to neutralize you and to fully rob you and fully defeat you. And so that being the case, look now at the meaning of this. There are things that get you down, but what we need to do is, help me out on this, we need to what? We need to re-up. Say it again like you mean it just a little bit. We need to what? We need to re-up for sure. Now, if and when something brings you down, and it's more when than if, okay, then what we need to do at that point certainly is to re-up. Re is a, a prefix, okay? In this case, it's a prefix. A prefix is something you put at the beginning of a word, and it, and it alters a little bit what that root word is. And re here has to mean, uh, again, once more. And part of the definition it means this too. To return to a previous state. To return to a previous state. So if you get down, that means you were what? Up. And so once you're down, if you re-up, then we're going to return to that previous state of, of up. And I believe that up is where we belong. And I'm going to make a case of that uh, this morning and, and throughout this series here. Y'all, y'all still with me today? Let me share a story with you. And, and as you've been seeing and on the video, we're going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of uh, the church this month. I'm excited about that. I was just a toddler when this whole <laughs> thing started. Um, we were just maybe a year into the church and somebody gave me a little clipping you know, out of like, I don't know what magazine or whatever. And I still have that clipping. I could not find it, but I have the story in my heart and we have a principle from it that you'll know in just a moment that we, we cover a lot. But I want to go back and tell you this story in it, with the idea of re-up. There's a little country church, probably just 30, 45 people, and they're having a Sunday night service. And this young man decides, you know, I'm going to go down and visit that, that church. I drive by it all the time. So he goes to visit And midway through the service, the pastor says, is there anybody here that would like to stand up and testify about God being good to them and the faithfulness of God? And this elderly gentleman, he he said, Pastor, I would. And he said, yes, sir, brother, so-and-so. And so so, uh, the young man watched as this elderly gentleman gripped the back of the pew in front of him and labored effort. He brought himself fully upright. It kind of cleared his voice and he said, Pastor, I just want to testify in front of everybody. Uh, he said, I'm almost 90 years old. I've been walking with the Lord for over 70 years. And I just want to say that in all those years that I've served the Lord, I have never had a down day. And there was an amen and an amen and an amen. He sat down. Service went on. They sang some songs. He preached. They prayed at the end. And then when it's all over with, the young man was disturbed and he 
went to the elderly gentleman. He said, could I have just a minute of your time? And he said, sure. He said, I, I, something you said just bothered me. And in all due respect, I need to ask you about it. And he said, sure. He said, I, I love God. I'm, I know that God loves me. I'm serving God. I'm trying the very best that I can. And I have down days. And you said that you never have a down day. I don't, I don't get it, sir. I don't get it how you can say you never have a down day. And I'm trying as hard as I can. And I have, I have down days. And the gentleman reached out and he just kind of grabbed the young man by the shoulders. And he said, listen, I never have a down day because I don't stay down. I'm either up. Or I'm getting up. Will you say that with me? I'm either up or I'm getting up. One more time. Say it. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Do you realize it is a decision? And we'll talk a little bit more about that um, as we go this morning. And it's understandable why we would get down. It's, it's obvious. It does not require explanation. I mean, we could have, all right, who's down right now? Who's been down or, or whatever. And you could tell your story and, and we would, we would, you know, I cracked up pastor Thomas sharing the story and the little boy spilled his stuff and you're all like, Oh, you know, and the girl gave it back. Oh, you know, and I'm telling you, if, if you shared your story, we would go, no wonder they're down. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I can't believe what you're going through. It's understandable why you would get down. Stay with me on this. It's understandable why you would get down. Here's, here's, the, here's the instruction though. Don't stay down. Don't stay down. And this is not just some self-help thing. This, this is what the good news is about. Is that we don't have to stay down in this. Now follow this. Uh, you don't stay down. You get up. You re-up. Let's look at some scripture. In Proverbs 24 Verse 16 in the New International. For though the righteous fall seven times, they what? They rise again. So what do the righteous do? And it's not that they are right about everything. It's they're in right relationship with God. They fall seven times, they rise again. Look in Psalm 37, verse 24 in the message paraphrase. If he stumbles, he's not down for long. God has a grip on his hand. And then it's Psalm 42. And we're not going to read it right now, but David, and see if you can relate to David. We talked about him earlier. David had some problems. David had a lot of problems. A few of his problems were self-inflicted. Okay. And uh, he had enemies. Not only did he have enemies, but his enemies were uh, approaching him, encroaching upon his life, and taunting him. And here's what David did. did uh, let me just stop on that. Did David have cause to be troubled? Yes. Yeah, yeah, come on. He had, he had major cause to be troubled. But this is what he did. He questioned himself, which is a good thing to do. He questioned himself. Remember that you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And that soul part of you is where you think and feel and decide. And he said, soul. He, he spoke to himself, soul. He said, why are you downcast? Why are you cast down? Why why are you troubled? Why is there turmoil in you? And see, this is David because he's keeping God in the equation. How many of you know if God's out of the equation, we go, I know why you're messed up. 
Yeah, but he, he's looking at his own self. He's calling himself into question. Why are you downcast? Why are you disquieted? Why is there turmoil in you? You know what he was doing? He said, I, all this is going on. I just lined that out. If you'll, if you'll read Psalm 42, he lines out what all's going on. And then he goes, Selah. And that, that word means to stop and pause, and pause and calmly think about that. Put it in perspective. So I've got these problems. I've got these enemies. Selah. And then he asks, why? Why then are you downcast? Why are you disquieted? Why are you in turmoil on the inside? And, and what he's saying is this. I'm not going to accept this. I'm not just going to allow myself to stay down. I have reason to be down, but I'm not going to allow myself to stay down. So then he prescribes for himself, hope in God. Everybody say hope in God. He told himself, hope in God. You ever done that? You need to do that sometimes. Just get in the mirror and go, you better straighten up. Look at me. My mom used to do that to me all the time. Look at me when I talk to you. You need to square up with yourself. Hope in God. I love it in the Living Bible. It says, it, it puts it this way. Expect God to act. So I've got all this going on, but I'm expecting God to act. It goes on to say, and I will very soon have reason again to praise God. He, he didn't allow himself to stay down. In 2 Corinthians 7, verse 6, Paul says that God, watch this, God comforts the downcast. He comforts the downcast. And comfort there does not mean that you go, oh, poor baby, I know this is rough. It's just, just tough stuff. Bless your heart. Why don't you take the rest of your life off? <laughs> that it says God comforts the downcast. Do you know what comfort means? It means to strength, to bring and give aid, to bring up, to bring up. And so it's re-up. Everybody say re-up. Get this, and this is my main point this morning. This will be on the screen for us too. The direction and trajectory of life for a believer is up. Y'all with me? The direction and trajectory of life for a believer is up. Do we have things trying to make us nose down? Oh, come on. Do we have things trying to make us nose down? To discourage us, to defeat us, to draw us down, to bum us out, to tick us off. Are y'all with me? Do I have to describe it more? Get it in everybody's language? You know, we have stuff that pulls us down, knocks us down repeatedly. But we've got to look and we've got to see that what God wants for us and the direction, the trajectory, third service, y'all, of life for a believer is, is up. The world is dark. The world is conflicted. It's, it's inflamed. It's unjust. It's dangerous. But realize this. We still live in a world where Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He raised us to life. We're headed to heaven. We have help from above. Up. Up. And I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stay up all the time. I'm suspect of people who project themselves as always being up. Oh, praise the Lord. Just <laughs> Yeah, I want to follow them around the corner. Because <laughs> they're going to be a man. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. 
What goes up? But you know what? For the believer, when I'm down, I'm going back up. I'm going back up. Listen, he raised us to life. We're headed to heaven. We have help from above. The trajectory, the path of life for a believer is up. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Can somebody say amen this morning? Now, I have over the next three more weeks on this, um, we're going to cover a number of things that include up. And I have my up list here. I want to go over these just real quick. And I'm going to pull a few of these out over the next few weeks here. Train up. Stir up. We'll teach on some of these. Build up. Hush up. Speak up. Clear up. Stand up. What's up? I did that one mostly just make sure you were still Man up. Step up. Help up, wake up, get up, give up, own up, fess up, look up. Here, I got one in the middle I want to stop on, right? Shake it up. Say it. Shake it up. I, I think the worst advertisement in the world for Jesus is boring Christians. And the reason they're boring, they're bored with their own, with their own self. And, and, and sometimes we're doing right things, good things, godly things, but it's just become routine for us. That's why we got to re-up. That's why we got to shake it up. There's just some things that we do. About a year or so ago, I had some precious, precious people to me going through a very hard time. I was ministering to them during that time. And I told them, I said, listen, it's in my heart just to tell you to shake it up. Because I'm telling you certain things you need to do so you can tap into the life, the joy, the help of God in this. And you keep telling me you're you're doing those things. I told you you need to pray, you need to worship, you need to read, you need to do those things. Not out of works, but do those things because those are the things that help you to tap into the life and the joy of God that's going to help you. And and I tell you that and you go, well, we're doing those things. I said, I want you to just shake it up. I want you to do it all different. If you've got a little place in your house where you always go and read and pray, find you a different place. And and when you worship, if you worship like this, start worshiping like this, you know. (laughs) Just shake it up. Just do things different than, than the way you always do things. And, and I'm challenging you to do that in your life. Amen. You know, and, and find ways to shake it up so that you can have that energy and life and joy and excitement flow back in. And, and I, I put out a dare, a challenge. I even put it on Facebook and Twitter yesterday. I've had some people already, I ain't doing it. And, and I'm not going to make anybody do this. But I want to dare you to do it. I want to challenge you to do it under shake it up here and it'd be this the next time you come in here don't sit where you normally sit somebody like what (laughs) whatever will i do you might meet some new people (laughs) and we kind of people are so territorial we're so territorial in my seat my two friends well, I see an empty seat because my other friend's sick. <laughs> and we just got this little world. Folks, this is a church. This is life. This is not, a, this is not your little cozy little banky and pillow. And, you know, you know, and I just think life and joy, you know, you think you've got friends now. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Your best friends might be six rows behind you. you need, y'all might. And you know what? The other thing, this room is not perfect. I am so 
Anybody grateful for what our, our building? I'm so grateful. When we, when we originally, 18 years ago, built this half, we had 1,000 seats. And then seven, eight years ago or so, we added on, and now we seat 2,200 people in here. And when we did that, we had to tie a lot of things together and AC and lighting and, you know, different things. We've tried to do all that. And so the room's not perfect. It's not uniform. So people go, I'm cold and it's too loud. And then the next person, I'm hot and I can't hear. And it might just be where you're sitting. We've talked about color coding the chairs so that you could uh, get a cold, loud chair or a cold, soft chair. Uh, Okay. But you might get a whole new perspective and go, I like it over here. But I'm not making anybody do it. I I had one lady this morning actually fold her arms. I am not going to do that. And I said, it tells me a lot about you. And, and you were just, we don't want to change, but I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to shake it up. So next time you come, it's just a dare. It's just a challenge. And you know what? There's a part of my brain when I'm preaching, I know where everybody sits. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I'll be praying that, hey, I hadn't seen them in a while. That, yeah, that's right. So, so-and-so's missing today. You know, and it's real weird, but I'm not going to go there. We've got we to get on with this. But just, just to dare, dare you, shake it up. Back to my list. Fill up, lay up, fix up, tear up, tear up, catch up, lift up, listen up, time's up, heaven's up, up, re-up. And the biggest re-up story ever is our redemption that God Almighty sent his son and he humbled himself and became a servant and he was born under the law to redeem and rescue those of us who were under the law that he might bring us up and raise us to life. And in order for him to do that, he went to the cross and he died and shed his own blood and he died for my sins and for your sins, not for his own sins because he didn't have any sins. And he lowered himself to the lowest, able to save to the uttermost. Which the old preacher said, but first he had to go to the guttermost to get us and to bring us up. And then after he was died, he died on the cross and was buried again. Guess what? By the power of God on the third day, a, magic, a, a, a massive re-up came where the power of God came and raised Jesus from the dead. And they taught us about the kingdom and then he ascended into heaven. That's re-up. And because of that... The direction and trajectory of life for a believer is to be up. It's to be up. Real quick, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3 in the New International. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your minds on things above. Do you see the direction? Not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Romans chapter six, verse four in the new living for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father. Now we also by the glorious power of the father raised may live 
new lives. The direction and trajectory of the life of a believer is up. There'll be a million and one things every day, every week to try to get you to nose down, to get you, and, and, and don't be condemned at that. And sometimes you don't catch yourself and you realize hours later I'm down. You realize days later I'm down. You realize weeks later and some of you years later I'm down. I've been down. And I'm going to tell you who wants you down. And it's understandable why you got down. But listen, Jesus came so that you could re-up. And I'll say it again. You're either up or you're getting up. And the direction of our life, yeah, we're going to, we have, I do it. You do it. We all do. We have, Wow. That kind of brought me down. But we do not stay down. The righteous fall, but they rise again. Are y'all hearing me? The righteous fall, but they rise again. I quoted this earlier, but in Psalm 3, David said this. He is, God is my shield. And he is the glory, help me, and the, and the lifter of my head. The prophet Micah in chapter 7 verse 8 says, do not rejoice. Don't gloat over me, my enemy. When I fall, come on, say it with a little, come on, something. When I fall, I will arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be, notice this, the Lord will be a light to me. Look in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Arise, huh? Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse two goes on, talks about the people of the world. They're in deep darkness. What did he say here? The Lord is your light. The Lord is your light. What did Micah say? Hey, when I sit, when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. That means I know some things and I can see some things. That's what light does. And here the prophet Isaiah says, arise. Why did he say arise? He said, because your light has come. You know what he's saying? You have light. It's understandable when people don't have light, they don't have the help of God. It's understandable why they're down and they stay down. And listen, there's no condemnation if you get down. But listen to me, you have light. You know some things. You see some things. And God will help you step by step. He will help you to get out of that. Listen, I'm I'm trying to get this across every way that I can. You're either up or you're getting up. This is a decision to re-up. And it is your decision. I can't make it for you. I can't bounce around with some little wand and tap you and make you you up and hit some of y'all a lot. (laughs) To get you up. I I can't do that. There's no magic on this. But there's the power of God to meet you there if you say, I am not staying down. And you catch yourself and sometimes get yourself and say, why are you down? Why are you down? And you can rehearse why you're down. You go, you know what? I understand that. But you're righteous. You're right with God. God helps you. God comforts the downcast. God will help you up out of this. And you've got to make that decision. I'm not staying down. Go ahead and say, I'm not staying down. Because when you stay down... I'm telling you, you divest everything to the enemy. He loves to not just get you down, but keep you down. And when he can keep you down, he can fully rob you and fully defeat you. And you won't make it back. And that's why it needs to be a daily decision and sometimes more than once daily. I'm telling you, way more than once daily, I'm not staying down. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Arise, shine, I have light, light has come. God has given you his hand. He's given you his word. He's given you his spirit. 
He's given you his church. He's given you his ministers. He's given you his people. He's given you his help. The direction and trajectory of life for the believer is up. And there's plenty of resistance. There's plenty of obstacles. There's plenty of gravity. But we've been raised to life. We're headed to heaven. And we have help from above. Re-up. Re-up. We'll talk more about this. But did you get anything at all out of this today?